Welcome to Bulletproof Business. Bulletproof Business. A podcast about the best strategies for exponential growth, achieving success, and dealing with failure. Hosted by the founders of Virtual Assistant Staffing Agency, John Trusty and Brady Morgan. They seek to bring fresh and eye-opening conversations with successful business leaders to the surface. Welcome to the show. Before we dive into the episode, let's talk about our company, Virtual Assistant Staffing Agency. We do exactly what our name says. We staff business owners with virtual talent so they can grow to the next level. Whether you're looking to offload administrative, creative, or technical tasks, we are your number one solution for outsourcing. Head over to our website, www.vastaffing.agency. Book a call with our team and get started for free. What is up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan, one of the hosts of Bulletproof Business, here with my co-host and business partner, John Trusty. Today, we have Jared Hanning on the show. Jared is an award-winning speaker, has been featured on ABC Nightline, spoken on stages all across the country, has clients all across the world, delivered four TEDx talks related to mindset performance, and been chosen by TED Global as a featured speaker of the week. He specializes in a noble nominated process that teaches you how to think at a higher level and allows you to access different parts of your brain on demand. As a result of this training, most of his clients go on to double their income by purposely working half as many hours. Everything he teaches comes down to this one thing. A breakthrough in your business will first happen as a breakthrough in your thinking. His background as a classically trained musician has equipped him with a unique set of tools for leveling up your leadership. For recreation, you'll find him flying, skydiving, or mountain bike riding. But his most prized accomplishment was winning the World Tickle Championship in the five-year-old category. I'm going to say I pronounced two of those words wrong, and I caught myself after I said it. (laughs) Nobel nominated process and recreation, but Jared, what's going on, man? What's up? Good to be here. It's going to be a good conversation. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on. So quite the resume, and I know we're going to be diving into what we talked about in Facebook messenger, the thinking patterns of success, which I'm excited about. But this first question that we always ask is what's the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on? (laughs) (laughs) Told you it was a doozy. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The dumbest thing, the dumbest thing I've ever spent money on. Um, there is a box in my garage that is filled with things that I thought one day I was going to use that I never freaking used. Um, still in the plastic. Um, I would have to say the epic the poster child, the gold standard for dumbest thing I have ever spent money on is a course I bought at a seminar about making more money. So I I just, I hope the humor is not lost that I purchased a course about making more money and never even opened it up. And by that definition, it makes it the dumbest thing I have ever spent money on. Well, I mean, I I would have to agree with you. A lot of those courses are bullshit too. So I almost don't blame you. (laughs) I blame you for purchasing it, but I don't blame you for not opening it. Because what I've seen is a lot of them are just fluffed and taught by people who haven't done what they are teaching. So 
which is interesting. But that's a great question. Or that's a great answer. A lot of people have said in the past, uh, bottle service, trying to impress people, stuff like that. So it kind of falls in that range. You might have been trying to impress people at the seminar. <laughs> <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. I, yeah. I regret. I regret. Um, it's, it's right up there with things on the to-do list that I put off for years until the day I did it. And I was almost disgusted to find out it took 30 minutes to complete. Like yeah. why? Oh. What? <laughs> what? Drives me brain space. So what, let's dive into this thinking patterns of success. Yes, sir. So I imagine we're going to dive into obviously thoughts and thinking, but what we have to understand is the brain is something that a lot of entrepreneurs don't take care of. Um, but there's obviously a pattern behind people becoming successful as an entrepreneur. So I'm leaving the floor to you, Jared. Let's dive into this topic. Uh, a couple of keywords here, uh, brain and mind, mindset and thinking patterns. Uh, I want to start with the brain. Um, I, I do work as a mindset trainer and we rewire people's thinking with a set of exercises called mindset push-ups. If it doesn't challenge you, it cannot change you. And you do not change mindset or attitude or beliefs or personality or outlook or esteem. None of that changes by thinking about it. It's something your body has to physically experience. That's how the brain wires itself. Um, as a matter of fact, um, when somebody has a concussion, one of the things that they do to help the brain heal itself from the concussion is put your body through asymmetric moves, um, off balance things, uncoordinated things. And that's one of the things that stimulates the brain to start making new neural connections, helps it heal from the concussion. Um, but starting there with brain and a little bit about that part of the component, <laughs> because people come to me all the time and they're like, man, I'm just not feeling the edge. I just don't have that fire anymore. And, uh, you know, I, I want to get that confidence back or that, uh, that aggressive competitive edge that I used to have, I, I've lost it. And I want to get that back. And I tell them, you don't need a mindset coach. You need to go to the doctor and get a shot of testosterone that that's the fastest way to fix that. Uh, you, you're not struggling with a, um, a limiting belief. It's a chemical imbalance in your head. Go get your levels checked. Um, could be cholesterol, could be blood pressure, could be sugar, uh, you know, could be your cardiovascular, could be testosterone, could be vitamin B fastest way to fix that. Um, people lose sight of this. Uh, and I think coffee is like the most hilarious example. People who drink coffee have zero expectations for their cognitive ability before their first cup after their first cup, they're like, yeah, okay, rock and roll. I'm ready to go. And then the afternoon hits and they find themselves in that slump. And they're like, oh gosh, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just push through? Why, what's, what happened to my focus? Oh, I need to get it together. No, it's the chemical state of your brain. A chemical state drives confidence and certainty and clarity and focus and drive and strength and energy. And so when you find yourself unable to focus, unable to get things done, not feeling as driven, motivated as you used to be, the fastest, easiest way to fix that is chemically. Um, so a blood test is a really quick cure there. Then we get to mind. Mind is how you're using the hardware. Um, and that's where I specialize in the thinking patterns of success. There are some very common patterns amongst those entrepreneurs that are succeeding and those that aren't. Um, so in that realm of the thinking patterns, uh, I want to talk a little bit about blind spots 
Blind spots are ways of thinking that make so much sense to you that it's impossible for you to recognize what it's hiding. Um, in your car, if you accidentally hit something, you don't keep running into it. You stop the vehicle, get out and walk around. That's how you physically change your vantage point, allowing you to see things you couldn't from the driver's seat. But in life, when we keep hitting something, don't have enough time, don't have enough money, what do we do? Try harder. That's ridiculous. Trying harder doesn't make a hill of beans difference or it would have by now. Um, so you have to learn how to get out of your own head, if you will, and think at a higher level. And the work I do, uh, we have a Nobel nominated process that, that does that for you. It teaches you effectively how to think at a higher level. I've got a picture here. I'm holding up the screen for those of you on wow. audio only. Um, and the way it maps out your thinking patterns, we're able to see where those blind spots are that have been tripping you up. Uh, so if you are caught in that cycle of promising yourself, you just need to try harder next year or feeling like you just never have enough time or never have enough money. If you've ever been caught in that cycle, trying harder, isn't going to make a difference. And usually it's a blind spot that's keeping you there. For example, uh, many people have a way of thinking that says action gets results. Well, how are you supposed to argue with that? And so more action gets more results. How are you supposed to argue with that? Yet they always have more on their to-do list than they have time to get done. Hmm. What's going on there? I mean, if action gets results, it seems that more action would clear that list up, but it doesn't. It just leaves them with more on the list than they have time to do. This is a blind spot. It's a way of thinking that makes sense but it just causes you to look for things to do. Um, there's other ways of thinking. There are people that when they feel stressed and there's more on their list and they have time to get done, their brain solves that problem from a different angle. It says, because there's more here than I have time to get done, I can't do it. So who can help? Where can I find them? What's the best order for them to do the task in? Who is somebody that can introduce me to the right person? Rather than solving problems by taking action, they solve problems by putting things in place to do the work for them. Now, this is a way of thinking, because remember, even when they're stressed out and there's like, oh my gosh, there's more here than I have time to get done. Oh no, I can't afford to hire somebody. Oh no, I don't have the time to train them. Because their brain thinks like a leader even when there's not the time or the money or the resources or the connections, even then their brain is still planning further ahead into the future going, who can help? Where can I find them? Who can introduce me? If I don't have the money, how can I barter with them or trade with them or partner with them or give them a piece of the company? How else could this problem be solved? Because if I'm the one doing the work, then we're falling behind because now the leader becomes the bottleneck and I cannot afford for that to happen. So who can I partner with, barter with, trade with? plan farther out, build better systems. Now take the hustle entrepreneur, the hustle and grind who's been drinking too much Grant Cardone or Gary V. Oh, just get up earlier and stay later and work harder and grind, 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 grind. Yeah, that's cool for a little while. Feel like you're producing all these results and you got all this traction and great things are going on. But then it's just that hamster wheel because you're the one during the work. And while you're doing that task, there's 27 other things that aren't getting done. This is a bad strategy you can't solve with stubbornness. So one of those thinking patterns of stress is what needs to be done, which leads to your brain looking for more things to do. One of the thinking patterns of success is 
what is the best order for this to happen and who is the best person to do it? Now you're putting things in place that cause things to happen, which creates more free time as a byproduct. What do you do with that free time? You build more systems and more relationships, of course. Um, these are some examples. There are many examples of thinking patterns that show up, thinking patterns that cause people to build great relationships, that cause people to have more profitability, that cause people to have more free time, that cause people to have better health, that cause people to have incredible fulfillment from the tasks that they're doing. You would be surprised how many mind scans I see where people spend their whole day completely empty and unfulfilled because most of it could be done by somebody else. And it wasn't in their zone of genius. It's very empty and unfulfilling for them. Um, a little bit about thinking patterns. Um, where, how, how can I, how can I help? Where would you like to talk, talk next? Yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, I think everybody, when they start out as an entrepreneur, you know, they do get that, that dose of Gary Vee or Grant Cardone where, Hey, work 29 hours a day. Don't sleep. Don't eat. That's for wimps and people who don't want it. But social media glorifies that. And we, we all know that social media glorifies these people saying, oh yeah, I work, you know, hundred hours a week. I never see my family, but Hey, it's for the grind. I have a Lamborghini that I rent, uh, and some, some girls that are, I also rent them and I take pictures with them. And I have a Rolex. That's my dad's like, it, it's glorified. Right. And, and it drives me crazy because now the, the, the mantra of work smarter, not harder doesn't make sense anymore. And then what's the point of passive income? If you're just going to actively work for it hundred hours a week. So how do you get out of that state of mind? Right. I think it's a state of mind that social media throws in your face, but we all know it's not the right way, but we don't know how to shift our thinking in an easy way because think about the person that's used to working hundred hours a week. That first week they work 40 hours, but they're super productive. Their brain is, I don't know. You probably have more insight. Their brain's probably telling them, Oh, you didn't do enough. You got, you should work, you should work, you know, 80 next week just to compensate for it. How do you shift your thinking? How do you get out of the thinking? Um, first thing you cannot read the label from the inside of the bottle. Um, another way of saying that is if it makes sense, it's just more of what you already have. It's just more of the same. You can't think your way out of a thinking problem. Um, as a matter of fact, you're already working hard. So like, don't kid yourself. Working harder isn't going to make a difference. You're already doing things that make sense. Don't kid yourself. Working smarter isn't going to make a difference or it would have by now. Your breakthrough is at first going to seem like a really bad idea. If it made sense, you'd already be doing it. You know, when you were five years old and you're learning to ride a bicycle, they took off the training wheels. You're really wobbly trying to get the hang of it. Your crazy aunt Jenny comes by with some advice. What does crazy aunt Jenny say? You need to go faster because it's easier to balance. You think to yourself, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. If I can't balance going slow, how is going fast going to help? Then one day you went faster and you felt a new sensation in your body. You felt balanced for the first time. Instantly, your brain rewired itself. It went, oh my gosh, okay, now I understand what crazy aunt Jenny was talking about. Here's the deal. Before your body felt the shift, no amount of information makes a difference. After your body felt the shift, no amount of information was needed. So how do you rewire your thinking? How do you teach your brain to think at a higher level? It doesn't happen by thinking. No amount of information makes a difference. 
It has to come from experience. It has to come through your body. And the work I do at the Mindset Gym, it's not advice. It's not coaching. It's not consulting. It's not counseling. It's do two of these, do three of these, come back and see me tomorrow. Because in five minutes of doing a mindset push-up exercise, it does more to rewire the way your brain solves problems than five years of counseling. So we do that with felt experience by putting your mind and your heart, your body into situations that it, it hasn't experienced before. In the instant you feel that new sensation in your body, your brain rewires itself. And now we are thinking one step higher than we were before. You would ha not have to go very high to change everything. When you're in the corn maze, you're running down the rows. You're not sure if you should go left or right. I put you on a ladder. Now you can see the whole maze, no mystery. Oh my gosh. Now I know exactly what to do. That's obvious. What's not obvious is the difference between hustle, grind, grass, try, stab in the dark, hope, and oh my gosh, why didn't I? The difference between those two ways of thinking is really only about two feet. That's the power of rewiring your mindset with the mindset push-up exercises. It's just a handful of them. And already you're out of the weeds, seeing a whole much bigger picture. So talk to us a little a bit funny about story. The... Oh, shoot. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. If I, if I could tell a funny Lamborghini story, please. Um, you mentioned um, influencers renting Lambos. Um, I was and this. Actually, this comes from a friend of mine, uh, Zach Hesterberg. I don't know if you know him from Nashville. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know Zach. Great, great guy. So my son had recently taken an interest in cars. And so we, we drove up to the fancy car dealership. And um, so he could see all the, you know, the Bentleys and Lambos and Maseratis, McLarens. And, and we, we just, we saw all of it. We, we had a great day and sat inside and took pictures and all that stuff. And I was asking the salesman and there were three exotic dealerships in this town, uh, maybe four. And I asked the salesman at each one, I said, how often do you sell? And he's like, what are you talking about? Last month we sold hundred. I was like, oh my gosh, wow. They sell three exotics a day. So the average large town that's got, you know, three or four exotic dealerships in it is selling eight to 10 exotics, um, you know, a day. This is what I, I had no idea. And the buyers never look at the car. They ordered online, have it shipped. Well, my other friend, Zach, he was asking a different salesman in his town, a kind of a similar question. And he goes, how, uh, what is uh, an average down payment? You know, on, on average, how much do people put down for a Lambo? And the salesman in um, St. Louis goes, nope, nobody makes a down payment. They, they pay cash. Our buyers pay cash. But if you were to go visit the Lambo dealership in Newport Beach, they could answer that question. Because in order to survive in Hollywood, you got to have a Lambo. So people rent, lease, finance in order to meet the need. It's like, wow. There's a saying in exotic cars that if you can't afford two of them, then you really can't afford one of them. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that. 
And people don't think about it. I, I did a podcast interview. It was a while ago, but he said people will always think about, oh, can I afford a Lamborghini online? Here's what mm-hmm. it's telling me it's going to cost based off the loan. It's like, well, okay, you got premium gas, which right now is like $85 an hour <laughs> with the current state of the economy. Um, you have, if it breaks down, that's really expensive. Oil changes aren't where you can just go to a Valvoline and pay 50 bucks. Like <laughs> you got to go to a specialized place to get that oil changed. Tires are a thousand a piece. Yeah. So you're like, you're, you're, you're looking at, you know, a lot of money more than what the actual leasing or financing of the car is because of maintenance and people don't think about that. So then they get the car and I'm like, well, shit, I can't even afford this because I can't, yeah. I can't even put gas in it because I can't afford it. So it's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. What were you going to say, trusty? Um, I wanted to ask about the mindset pushups because that we, you were kind of joking about, you know, action, more action is not going to really solve it, but then mind it's, it's the right action is needed in order to solve it because the mindset pushups, I assume are an action, right. Of some type. It's an experience. The experience. It's, it's something you have, your body has to experience. Um, if, okay. if you don't do a, a real pushup, a physical pushup in the real world, then there's no change on your nervous system. There's no change on your metabolism. Um, so similarly with a mindset pushup, it's something your mind has to experience and that experience goes beyond, um, thinking about it. Like it's not really a thought it's an experience that forces a new connection that produces the thought. Can you, without giving away everything that you do, can you give us an example of a mindset pushup? Uh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, I mean, I'm happy to talk about all of them. The challenge though, is in talking about them, it creates the illusion that you understand them. Um, and, and I don't mean that derogatory, no, it's, yeah. it's the nature of how our world experience comes. You just imagine if we were in an alternate universe where, um, riding bicycles was not commonplace and, uh, you took a class at university um, on how to ride a bicycle and you, you watched videos and, and you took good notes and you watched the professor demonstrate and, and you did like advanced studies on how to teach someone else how to ride a bicycle. And, um, you, you know, you, you passed all the written exams and you passed the oral exam and you got your certificate that says you have expertise, not only in recognizing bikes and fixing them and riding them, but even teaching others, you've got all this knowledge. You would leave thinking and yeah. believing that you knew how to ride a bicycle, but you don't. Not until you get that experience, the actual experience of you riding the bicycle, then your brain can rewire. Exactly. Exactly. So in talking about mindset pushups, it creates that sensation. Oh yeah. I understand what my body would get out of that experience. Um, so an, an example of a type of exercise that we do is in the realm of time compression. So, uh, you take somebody's goal, um, take somebody's current performance, you know, they're enrolling 10 new clients a month. Um, okay, great. Now, what would it look like for you to enroll a hundred new clients a month? Like, let's go, go up 10 X and they, they talk about, well, we could scale this and we could improvise this and get this here. And, you know, bring on this. And so they're, they're solving the problem the best way that they know how, which is fine. And we'll look at the timeline for that and realize that it's going to take probably the course of a year, you know, to scale that up. 
Um, it's like, okay, fine. Now, what would it look like to do that in a month in 30 days, go from 10 a month to hundred a month in the next 30 days. And immediately, I mean, obviously this is a much longer conversation, but mm-hmm. uh, everybody stops immediately. They say it can't be done. Like that's physically impossible. Great. We have, we have just opened the door to the mindset gym. <laughs> Great. Um, it's not impossible. It's only impossible with your current strategies. It's only right. impossible with your current way of solving those problems. So how could it be done? I, I don't know. I, I don't see how anyone can do it. Oh, well, come on. There's people that do this every day and twice on Sunday. How are they doing it? And now we start to get out of your head and into somebody else's way of thinking. Um, when you, when you embody this exercise and you're really staring into the dark and going, I don't see how it can be possible. And you sit with that as your brain starts to make new connections, by the way, anytime your brain makes a new connection in the mindset gym, it's that aha feeling. You're like, Oh my gosh. You're like when you're reading a book, right. And your mind goes, Oh, wow. Why didn't it? That's the sensation you get when you're really going through these mindset pushups and embodying things. Um, and then once they start to make those connections, then suddenly they're like, oh my gosh, why didn't I see that before? Why didn't I think of that before? Cause they realize it's 10 times easier to do 10 times more in a fraction of the time than their current strategies. Um, the way that they are thinking about enrolling, the way that they're thinking about selling, the way they're thinking about pricing, the way they're thinking about structuring all that. Now that they're at a higher level, they're like, geez, Louise, I was doing it the hard way all this time. If you can imagine a nonprofit that is about to cl- go under, close their doors if they don't come up with ten thousand dollars this month. So you can imagine them like sitting around the room, strategizing, coming up. Oh well, we could do this. We could do this. Quick. Now go down the road to another nonprofit that's going to have to close if they don't come up with a hundred thousand dollars this month, and sit in that room and listen to how they strategize and think and move things around. It's not like five minutes before you realize ten thousand dollars is cake. You were just thinking the hard way about doing it. And you didn't realize that until you sat in their room and experienced what more efficient solutions are like. Do you have people that you work with that, you know, they're in their own way, but they refuse to get out of their own way? Oh, okay. That, yeah. This is similar to the question. Um, how do you know if you have a blind spot in play? How do you know if there is a blind spot? in your thinking patterns. Um, well, one, you know, because by definition, that's how physical objects are built anywhere. There is a connection. That connection is obscuring something behind it. There's like no way around this. So the fact that you have a mind that makes connections is proof that there are shadows everywhere that you just can't see. Um, but then how do you know what that looks like in your life? Well, you know, because you don't have enough time, you don't have enough money, you don't have the right support, you don't have the right relationships, you're working harder and faster, you're doing everything that makes sense, and it's not working. That's how you know, because you keep recreating it. <laughs> um, one of the challenges here is when somebody is younger, um, it's nearly impossible, like five times over for them to see that. Because when you're yeah. young, right, you're, you're full of vigor and go get them and hustle and thank goodness that you are, society wouldn't be where it was. And so your brain is like, there's nothing wrong with my strategy. I just need to do it harder and faster. Okay, great. Go knock yourself out. Come see me in 10 years. <laughs> and we'll look at the rut you've dug while you were spinning your wheels. Now you're ready to start thinking at a higher level. 
Um, now, what do we do when somebody is like, yes, I can see that um, I haven't made any more money in the past 10 years. And um, while I recognize that other people solve this strategy different than I do, there is nothing wrong with my strategy. I really just need to really apply myself this year. What do we do in that case? We send them on their merry way to keep banging their head against the wall. There's no sense arguing with them. If you want to keep doing it that way, knock yourself out. Yeah. I'm sure that happens a lot. You know, I, I think about entrepreneurship's glorified, right? And a lot of people, it's, it's sexy to be an entrepreneur nowadays and own your own business, whether you make money or not. Uh, but I just think about how many entrepreneurs actually have a good idea. They just cannot get out of their own way and they refuse to get out of their own way. And I think it probably happens more than we think. Um, there's a lot of people out there who quit because they're just like, Hey, nobody can help me. That's it. I'm just not made to be a business owner. It's like, Hey, no, I mean, that's why business pivots. That's why that word pivot exists for a reason. Um, that's why that word works smarter, not harder exist or that phrase exists for a reason. You know, there's things that are out there because, Hey, you, you got to do it. And so it's just interesting to think about the mindset because everybody's different. Everybody has different challenges and different quirks and whatnot, but just crazy. It's crazy how many people quit because they just, they think no one can help them. Interesting. Interesting. That that's, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Hopefully they have been following your podcast long enough to hear some <laughs> inspiring stories of other people. Yeah. Well, it, it's through. people, people early on often are so scared of delegation and, and they can't see how it could work because nobody can have their quality of work and nobody can do things to their standard. And Brady talks about it a lot. It's a, it's an ego thing. It's, it's a fear of giving up control, which is really holding them back from even, you know, maybe seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Instead they end up, I mean, that's why 90 something percent of small businesses fail is there's no support and you burn out. And I've seen it too, where, where people who aren't even good at something <laughs> won't even delegate it because yeah. they're afraid someone can't do it to their level of quality. I'm like, well, you're not even good at it. You can't even so, do it. So yeah. why are you not delegating it? <laughs> That's, that's a good example of how a blind spot in our thinking patterns shows up in the real world. Yeah. You can't read the label from the inside of the bottle. This, this, these people that don't understand why they should delegate, that's a way of thinking. And like, you can't fault them for that because we all have a way of thinking yep. that obscures things easy for you to see. You're like, oh my gosh, if you would just hire this person for two hours a week, I promised you would get it. But I think it's it comes from the generation. It comes from a generation like like my parents are uh, late fifties, early sixties, and you know it's that that generation of hey, work hard, do things yourself because you're gonna get it done the right way if you do it yourself. Keep a rainy day fun, own your yeah. It, it, it's it's a mindset thing of like a lot of people are were raised in this environment of hey, do everything yourself. If you want it done right, do it yourself. And like maybe in the construction or something like that, like I get it. Like if you're trying to build a house and these people don't know what they're doing, like obviously don't let them build the house. Um, but that's translated over into this world where administrative duties, basic things, people won't give up. Because like, hey, I was always taught if I want it done right, do it myself. It's like, well, that's why you work 120 hours a week. And this time next month, you're going to quit. Because you know that is, that's one of the um, most common, I, I would call it a hidden blind spot 
Mm-hmm. Um, an obvious blind spot is I've been working harder and faster for the past three years and nothing has materially changed. Right. Maybe there is something about the way my brain solves problems. That's an obvious blind spot. A hidden blind spot is what you were kind of alluding to earlier. Um, it, it is amazing how, how many guys come to the mindset gym because, you know, they want to make more money or have more free time or be more successful. And they know if they change the way their brain solves problems that they will, because lots of people have experienced these kinds of freedoms until they start to get closer to getting more things done in less time. And then that hidden blind spot kicks in and they stop because the hidden blind spot for them is while they weren't aware of this, they have so much attached to the struggle, the, the, the sense of working hard, the idea that if you work hard for it, it's somehow more noble and, and more pure. And, and there's a, a, it is, it's worth it, you know, to earn it and work hard and work hard and work hard. So once they start experiencing how much more they can get done by working less, which by the way is true, the less you work, the more you make, once they start experiencing that, they, sh- they shut it down. Um, and now, all right, are you ready to talk about the hidden blind spot that you get more value from working hard than you do from reaching more people and making a bigger difference? Yeah. Like from serving people. It's crazy. It's like people enjoy, enjoy struggling because it's, it goes down back to comfort, right? That's what, that's what they're comfortable with because that's what they know and that's what they've done. And they can always go put the hours in and work really hard. And, and I don't know, I'm doing everything I can right now. I don't know why it's not working. It's like, well, it's almost doing, like it's not doing so much, do the right things and, and delegate and organize the rest of it. Yeah. It's almost like people realize, and this might be getting a little deep because I know, I know we're getting short on time, but it's like people realize, okay, if this doesn't work out, at least I can say I worked a hundred hours a week so that I can get it out of my head of saying, Oh, it didn't work out because it just didn't work out. I worked as hard as I could on it. But what you're saying is, you're, you're working hard when it's unnecessary. You're working hard on the wrong things. Delegate, work smart, work less and make more money. There's some weird correlation to that, but it exists. Um, but it's like people want people want to fail because they want to be able to say, hey, I failed, but I did everything I could. So, Yeah, that, that see, I told you. See, I told you so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, uh, but the, Jared, the working... Working less hard and focusing on the things that directly moves the needle forward. Brady, you and I spoke about that a couple months back, right? Yeah. We were just kind of had a lot going on. And, and ever since then, just things are easier. It's more fulfilling. The needle moves a lot further when you're not trying to just like grind it out and get as many hours a day. And I'm not saying I don't work a lot. I do work a lot, but it's significantly less than what we used to do. And we make significantly larger jumps in progress. Yep. I agree. I agree. I think it's a uh, delete, delete, delegate, automate, delete, delegate, automate. But Jared, as we close up, I think your picture's frozen for those who are listening to audio only. I don't know if you can hear us. Uh, but as we close up, you know, with your previous experience working in mindset performance and whatnot, what's the number one tip for young entrepreneurs to really take it to the next level? Oh, go ahead and pause.
Well, I tell you, you cannot see your, your own blind spots. Uh, and because they're blind spots, you can't even be aware that they exist. So I would say the number one thing to do is to find that champion in your life. Champion is somebody who is, who is currently doing the thing that you would like to be doing. Um, when you find that champion, do not ask them for crying out loud what they think you should do. It's the water they swim in. It's all they know. And what works for them may not work for you. Um, don't ask them for advice because this is all they've known. Their brain is going to make something up that they think is the answer, but it's not necessarily the real answer. For example, uh, the person who says, ah, success, you just have to work hard. And they're leaving out the fact that their dad sat on the board at Harvard. And when they graduated, they were already playing golf, you know, with the CEOs <laughs> of the top companies. So like, they're just going to make something up because they think that's it. Here's what you do with the champion in your life. The person who is currently doing the thing that you would like to be doing, sit on the floor in their office and watch them take calls, take notes on their energy, their attitude, their way of being, take notes on the kinds of things they say, the kinds of things they don't say. And in a few days, you will start to soak up that energy. You will start to think like they do sympathetically. This is the best thing you can do. And the reason is you cannot be aware of your own blind spots. And by getting around somebody else, that's the fastest way to change your thinking. Now I say you can't be aware of your own blind spots outside of the Nobel nominated mind scan, of course, uh, because we print up your thinking patterns. And in 10 minutes, you can see exactly the blind spot that's tripping you up and the breakthrough that's waiting for you. I love it. Jared, I love it. So if someone wants to get in touch with you about that, what's the best place to reach out to you? Mindsetperformance.co. Awesome. We will link everything below, guys. If you did enjoy the episode, find Jared on social media. We'll put his handles down below as well. Let him know what you thought. But Jared, I appreciate your time, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bulletproof Business. We post new episodes every week, and we'd greatly appreciate it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll catch you next time.